Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance and ready to roll on just another manic Monday after a battle of the bays turns into a pillow fight. Sanchez and Orlovsky get off the hook. We have a huge announcement coming, and my team is who we thought they were. It was fun while it lasted. Two hours, start the clock. Here we go! Only one place to start. The one place to start here on ESPN Radio is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire Rex and RC. Good enough to hang out after we wrap up. Get up to day. No time for pleasantries because we got to dive right into it. Topic number one, Ryan Clark, are the Philadelphia Eagles, led by Jalen Hurts, the best team in the NFC? They're the best team, and it's not a conversation. And it is about Jalen Hurts and his progression and what he can now do offensively, especially in the past game. But it's also this defense. When you look at the way that front got after the keister of Carson Wentz, you cannot you – cannot you do not underrate what that means to the back end and to the secondary when you can rush in that manner, especially with four the way they were. And then you combine that with Monday night, an excellent showing in the secondary, especially from Darius Slay Jr. versus Justin Jefferson. They can play at every level on the defense. You have a quarterback who is playing amazing with his accuracy down the field. They can run the football and quarterback runs and also using uh, whether it's Miles Sanders or, or Gainwell or if it's Boston Scott. I think they can do everything on every level with this team. And they have a roster much built like the Buffalo Bills that we say is the best in the league. But the one question mark was that quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's starting to answer some of those questions, at least early. Has he answered yours, Rex? You yeah. were one of many. You weren't sold. You're not alone. Are you sold now? 100% I'm sold on it. And look, we knew this guy had special talents. He was the SEC Offensive Player of the Year uh, for two years, then transferred to Oklahoma and could have won the Heisman. So mm-hmm. we knew he had great runnability. I mean, he runs yeah. like a halfback. Mm-hmm. What I didn't know is, does he have the arm talent to play in the National Football League? Because I, I never saw the accuracy coming out of college. But one thing we don't know is the work ethic this this young man yeah. has. For him to humble himself, say, no, you know what? For you know, I see what the team is is putting around me. I'm certainly not going to be the weak link. In fact, I'm going to elevate my play where I'm the strength of this football team. That's why this team is the best team in the NFC. You know, I've used this phrase, organizational success, Mm. to describe Josh Allen many times. Josh Mm. Allen came in, and if he had been drafted in the wrong place, I'm not sure what he'd be right now. Right. But rather than, and Rex, you use like round uh, hole and square peg, whatever right. the peg doesn't fit in the hole. And, and I'm always very bad with that one. But, uh, <laughs> but they, they, they let Josh Allen do the things he did well early mm-hmm. and very slowly built upon it, slowly built upon it. And then when he was ready to take that next step, they went out and they got him the star receiver and Stefan Diggs and the rest is history. Now he might be the best player in the whole league. 
I see a lot of similarities in what they're doing in Philadelphia right now, mm-hmm. RC, with the way they've brought Jalen Hurts yeah. along and now the acquisition of A.J. Brown. No, they, they absolutely are. And I think it's, it's one of those things. It could be twofold when you start to build a team like this around a quarterback. The one thing is we want to see you succeed, so <laughs> we're going to give you every opportunity to do so with the players and the pieces we put around you. I think the other piece of it could be, too, like it's sink or swim. Right. right, we know we've given you everything you could possibly need to be successful. So if you aren't, that is on you, and it allows us to move on comfortably. What Jalen Hurts is showing them that if you do put the pieces around me, if you do have me in the correct positions to succeed, I will not only succeed, I will exceed expectations, and that's what we're seeing. Well, it is funny because you're so right, Ryan, on the fact that look, his situation was no different than Tua's yeah. in Miami because mm-hmm. there are plenty of doubters, mm-hmm. yeah, right? And, like and and there's just as many doubters about the two as they were hurt. So you're right. Both those guys had to step up, and both of them have. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Bundle today at Progressive.com. You mentioned Tua. The Dolphins with a huge win yesterday. It featured a lot of things, including the butt punt, <laughs> yes. which we can talk about later. But let's talk about the significance of that win. Rex, you did such a good job of pointing out on TV this morning why playing in Miami Mm -hmm. in September is so challenging and what a huge factor that was in the game. Yeah, Greeny, those 1 o'clock games, I mean, I've been there, I've been on the sideline, been up by 14 points in the fourth quarter and watched my team just wilt to that heat. And what the fans maybe don't know is that when you're the opponent, they have the stadium built a certain way to where you are in the sun the entire time. The, the And conversely, the Dolphins are in the shade the entire time. So unless you're playing, they literally are in the shade. Uh, so it's not just the dark jerseys and all that. It's, it's the fact that you are, I mean, you're drained. By the time that game's over, you're drained. I've said it's the biggest home field advantage in the National Football League, and I'll stand by it. Well, look, I mean, the schedule makers in that regard did the Dolphins a yes. huge favor yeah. because yeah. they got New England and uh, Buffalo, which we, we think are the two, the, the two best teams. In, or Before the season began, we were wondering, are they the two best teams in the AFC East? Both of them coming down there in September, yeah. which is a huge factor. So that said, R.C., and the Bills are playing on a short week and everything else. I mean, the schedule really favored mm-hmm. Miami yesterday. I don't mean to take anything away from them. They found a way to win the game. Mm-hmm. Tua comes back in after the very questionable thing with the head yeah. and everything else. That's a big win for the Dolphins. No, that's, that's, that's a huge win. And what's going to happen is when we talk about what it means for the totality of the season, we all understand Buffalo was not at full strength. Right, Buffalo didn't necessarily play the football that we're used to seeing. Josh Allen doesn't miss that fourth down or pa- fourth down pass mm-hmm. into the corner of the end zone. Right, we we used to him making those. Josh Allen doesn't have the ball slip out of his hand, so you don't get a field goal attempt with a two minute drive in the, at the end of the second quarter. So so many things had to go Miami's way, but that doesn't that doesn't mean Miami didn't capitalize. That doesn't mean Tua Tagovailoa didn't come back from being visibly wobbled and make a great pass down the field to Jalen Waddle in the second half. It doesn't mean that this defense didn't put constant pressure on Josh Allen, moving him off the target, not allowing them to get the run game going. And so when you think about this team, through three weeks this season, you couldn't ask for anything more from Mike McDaniels or what he's done for Tua Tungavaloa's development. And those were the two most important question marks that needed to be answered for this team. Yeah, Tua was a big one. And, and, and you, uh, Rex, correctly pointed it out. 
How close is he to answering all those questions? Because going into the season, we thought Philly, Miami, the two places that the next disgruntled quarterback in the league is going to want to be next year. Right. right? He's going to, whoever that is, whoever next year is Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson are. And I know Rodgers stayed where he was. But whoever, whatever good quarterback decides he wants a change of scenery, you're going to want to go to Philly with all the weapons, going to want to go to Miami with all the weapons. So we think that Jalen has answered the questions. Has Tua? Yeah, he absolutely has. I mean, look, his accuracy. And now, Ryan, you talked about it on Get Up about the C on his on his yeah. on his jersey. Earning He's it. earning that. Mm-hmm. And here's what I see: so much like Josh Allen did when he, as a rookie, he hurdled a a linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. How you win your team <laughs> yeah. over? How does not every single uh, teammate get on his back? This thing is very unfortunate. When he got hit, mm-hmm. and he clearly is stunned. All right. And he gets up and he's wobbling and he, all this. And he gets up and he answers the bell. We'll see about the protocols, where they followed or not, because to me, that, that's a huge disservice to our league. You've got to protect your players. However, what it means, every what it single player in that locker room and yeah. every fan of that team has got to be like, that's our quarterback. And for the first time, all right, the first time since he's been drafted, that's been a fact. And that's the, and that's the important thing, Greeny. I, I think we always look at the statistics. And obviously, he's the number one quarterback in the entire league for completion percentage on passes 10-plus yardage, which is not something we attributed to Tua Tungvaluwa before this season. But it's winning, the, it's winning the team, right? It's having guys look at you and say you're one of us. So many times, quarterbacks are separate from the team. You don't do the same workouts and and they're treated differently and the coaches talk to them differently in meetings. When you go out there and you do what every other player on the Miami Dolphins would have done, if they were wobbled, if they were dinged up, they would have swore up and down they were okay to come back into what was the biggest game thus far this season. And he did it. And he made plays and you win. That's so important for a locker room. I agree. Greeny, RC, and Rex in studio. We all know the game isn't over till it's over. Next time you need parts for your car, don't call it quits. Go to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Um, Rex, I cannot let you go without getting a quick thought on the Jets yesterday. The question I asked you on TV this morning, Joe Burrow and the Bengals have been off to a very tough start this season. Did they look like they got everything right yesterday, or, or was that just the Jets they were playing? Well, I mean, the, look, the Jets are are still a work in progress. I mean, they're still a, a team that uh, that it, they're not there right now. They just got to, you know, this season's about their quarterback, his development, and being more competitive. Um, but to me, I look at Joe Burrow as, hey, preseason's over. Remember, yeah. th- this guy never had training camp, right. let alone playing a preseason game. He didn't, he didn't know training camp. But I saw for the first time, it's like, you know what? It's over now. Training camp's over. Yeah. Preseason's over. He's back to being Joe Burrow. What do you think, RC, as yeah. far as that was concerned? Uh, well, I think that was big. I also think him starting to spread the ball around again. You know, we looked at yeah. T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase, and we said this was the best trio of wide receivers. Through week one and two, especially with T. Higgins being banged up, I felt like it was too much Jamar Chase waiting for the big play. Yesterday he took 
what the New York Jets gave him. You get the big uh, catch and run by Tyler Boyd. Also some plays by Jamar Chase. And then defensively, they were a little bit better than what they had been week one and two. And then finally, um, our friend, colleague, and teammate, Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> For those of you who didn't see it last night, uh, both Orlovsky and Mark Sanchez are feeling like a million bucks today. We had a butt punt yesterday in Miami, and Sanchez <laughs> had a funny tweet about that. And then, Dan, Jimmy Garoppolo actually stepped out of the back of the end zone. Yeah. For anyone who didn't stay up late last night and watch it, have you ever seen Orlovsky this happy? No, it's the happiest he's ever been. I mean, the, the vindication, <laughs> uh, I think the, the feeling of, of freedom, um, but also not being alone. Sometimes uh, you can be alone and you can be lonely. Dan was lonely in the, the running out of the back of the end zone. And now to have a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, who's been to a Super Bowl, you know, who's been to two NFC championships, to share that with our colleague and our friend, I think it's truly a momentous moment. And we should have popped champagne, much like Mercury Morris mm-hmm. does every year when the last undefeated team loses. The one thing I will say for those who didn't see it, do not be mistaken into believing that Jimmy Garoppolo did what Dan did. Jimmy G backed up, backed up, backed up. His heels touched out of bounds and he threw the ball. Now, he threw a pick eight. Yeah, but say, yeah, it's like ball. a worse play, though. That's right. It was, it's a pick six. I mean, <laughs> if he hadn't stepped out of bounds, it would have been a pick six. Instead, it's yep. a safety. But, I mean, he did. Dan took, what would you say, like 17, 17 steps, steps <laughs> out of bounds. So, it's, so I understand that Dan feels vindicated. Yeah. But his play remains much, much worse. No, right? absolutely. But here's the, the, the greatest <laughs> thing about it is, as soon as it happened, everybody, to, I mean, watch and think, he just pulled an Orlowski. Yeah. And that'll it's always a be an Orlowski, you know, <laughs> so I love it. That is correct. There's the butt fumble and there's the Orlowski, and those are uh, the stuff of legend. Guys, you're the best. Thank you. This morning, as always, these Mondays are so much fun. Uh, Rex Ryan, Ryan Clark, and a whole lot more. Greeny with you here. As we continue, I've got my observations from yesterday. We have a huge announcement that I will make in our second hour today. And again, we'll answer the question, who's happier today, Sanchez or Orlovsky? Those are on the way. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, every day, The Green List with me here, Greeny, is my top five this, that, or the other. It was compiled by me and me exclusively, the world's foremost authority on all matters. And today are my five top observations coming off of yesterday in the NFL. Number five. You know, I started with a question. Who is happier today, Dan Orlovsky or Mark Sanchez? Mark Sanchez, whose butt fumble will live in infamy, had the butt punt yesterday and immediately had a fun tweet about it because Mark is just a fun, good guy. And then Dan Orlovsky, before going to sleep last night, got to see Jimmy Garoppolo step out of the back of the end zone while being rushed, an act that will forever be known as an Orlovsky. And at least he's now not the only person to do it. Who is happier today, Orlovsky or Sanchez? Nuno. I think it has to be Orlovsky because Sanchez still ran into someone's backside. So, like, you can't live that up. So I think it's Orlovsky. He <laughs> ran into the back of Brandon Allen. I mean, the butt fumble is much worse than the butt punt, but the butt punt is pretty bad. When it first happened, who was doing that game? Because when it first happened, it wasn't quite clear. And, and whoever was doing the game, I, this is not a criticism. It was, wasn't so obvious what had happened. It just looked like the ball went backwards. It looked like the ball had been punted backwards. And instead, it was actually punted directly off the butt of the of the personal protector. Who had that game? It was a great game. That was so, a CBS game. Kevin Harlan and Trent Oh, Green. it was Kevin. That's what it was. It was Kevin. And he was like... It was a crazy moment. Anyway, I, which did you like better, the, the 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 Garoppolo stepping out of the end zone or the butt punt? I liked Garoppolo stepping in the back of the end zone because Orlovsky just lives in it. Like That's the defining moment of his career. It's the worst moment of his career, but he loves it, and the people love him for it. I was happy for Dan Orlovsky last night. I, I, I kind of liked the, the, um, the, the other one, too. Because I liked the butt punt better because for Garoppolo, stepping out of the back of the end zone was the best thing that happened to him on that play. <laughs> he threw a pick six. I mean, that play is like a pick eight. It was a six points plus two points. The, t- the six points didn't count because of the two points. But it was a safety and a pick six on the same play. With which quarterback do you think their, their gaffe is more synonymous, Orlovsky or Sanchez? I, well, I think Sanchez's play is more famous. Like, non-football fans have heard of the butt fumble. Oh, yeah. But I think... You're correct. Sanchez has more other things to identify right. with his career <laughs> than Danny does. So, all right, either way, both of them are happy. Number four. Next up, if there sounds like there's a particular spring in Hembo's step today, it's because I don't think any fan base ever had a better day than the Eagles did yesterday. To just beat the ever-loving heck out of Carson Wentz, and it pained me to clean that up, sacking him nine times, just humiliating him, the way they did, and thus proving how right their decision was. Let me ask you a question. Mm. As an Eagles fan, which thing brought you more unbridled joy yesterday, seeing Jalen Hurts look outstanding or seeing Carson Wentz get beat to shreds? Oh, seeing Carson Wentz get beat to shreds. I'm a a Philadelphian. I'm a Negadelphian. Seeing a bad thing happen to your former quarterback – I, 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 was definitely, I definitely received more dopamine on each of those Carson Wentz sacks than I did on any good thing that happened to us. I'm not sure what that says about me as a person or as a fan, but i got to tell you the truth. It says you're a horrible person. Mm. Just horrible. Nuno and Bubba, who you have your big game tonight, we'll talk about that. 
Do you have to acknowledge now that the Eagles are great? They're not good. They're great. No, they're Nuno, great. are the Eagles great? Mm. They are very, very good right now. You're not willing to go great? Well, no, because let me see this against actually a really good opponent. Oh. Like, then I'll be afraid. Bubba? But then, but then again, who is a really good opponent in the NFC? Are the Eagles great, Bubba? Uh, we'll go with good. I mean, they beat Carson Wentz. All right, good job. A, a man in a Micah Parsons jersey cannot <laughs> say the Eagles are great. Number three. How the hell are the Bears 2-1? and one? Like, I, 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 yesterday, Justin Fields, I posted the numbers. I don't have them in front of me, I sh- I, but I, I think I'm getting this right. Justin Fields completed eight passes. He was intercepted twice. He was sacked five times, and the Bears won. Now, you tell me, how many times has that stat line emerged victorious since, like, 1946? I'll look it up right now. I mean, or you can actually, that's a stat. I can look it up right now. I'll have it for you in 90 seconds at most. Okay. I I mean, that's just, the stats are just unimaginably terrible. (laughs) And yet they won. They're 2-1. and one. They're tied for the top of the division. Green Bay is 2-1. and one. Minnesota's 2-1. and one. And the Chicago Bears are 2-1. and one. Come, their, their defense is pretty good. They run the ball pretty well. They actually have two good runners now. I guess that's the answer. But that is the strangest 2-1. and one. We're seeing a, like, the Broncos on one side and the Bears on the other are the strangest 2-1s I've ever seen. We'll come back to that. You have the, you'll get it for me, come right? Come back to me, yeah. We'll come back to it. Number two. I mentioned the Broncos. The AFC West, I'm old enough to remember when the AFC West was going to be the best division in football history. Suddenly, the Chiefs look like they missed Tyreek Hill yesterday for the first time against Indianapolis. Denver is maybe the worst 2-1 and one I've ever seen in my entire life. The Raiders are the only 0-3 team in the entire NFL. And the Chargers just got obliterated at home by Jacksonville. The AFC West may prove to be the most stunningly overrated division that we've ever seen. I'm old enough to remember when all four of their teams might make the playoffs. Is it possible now that only one of their teams makes the playoffs? You look at Buffalo and Miami. They're both going to make the playoffs. Someone will win the South. That leaves room for two more wild cards. Cleveland, Cincinnati... The Bengals looked a lot better yesterday. They're going to get a lot better. Baltimore, figure one of those teams is going to make it as a wild card. Do two of them? Does anyone else make it? Does New England get in as a wild card? Maybe not. They get an injury. Now, that Mac Jones injury looks really bad. So maybe the West sneaks in a second team. But I don't think that's a lock by any means. And then finally, my number one observation. Number one. I'll just say a quick moment on it because they're not worth having a lot of conversation today. The Jets... Uh, came crashing back to earth yesterday, and Rex said it right. This is a season that you just have to measure by incremental improvement. They have a lot of young players. They looked very young yesterday. They made a lot of incredibly stupid mistakes. I mean, terrible penalties on the defensive side. A late hit that absolutely just gave a touchdown away. I think the coach is actually doing the best he can. I really liked the some of the, the, the aggressive stuff that he did yesterday. There's a big challenge that Salah had yesterday that took a touchdown off the board. But it was, last week was a big step forward for a young football team. Yesterday was a step backward. The biggest step gets taken next week, I think, when the quarterback comes back and Zach Wilson. So we'll see where it all goes from there. 
And those are my top five, my green list, my top five observations coming out of the Sunday's week three in the NFL presented by Progressive Insurance. Get renter's insurance to protect the things that make your place a home, including coverage for theft or damage. Visit Progressive.com. Have you got that stat? I've got that stat. Okay, so, so what exactly, you have exactly that stat line? So yes, what I did was instances in NFL history in which a quarterback was sacked at least five times, was picked off at least twice, and completed no more than eight passes. And so you're going to give me a a number, a total number of games that happened? 61 times in NFL history that stat line happened. How many of those 61 games were won by the quarterback? Oh, oh, meaning that stat line? No, you don't mean that 61 times that team won. You mean 61 times in, in history that stat line exists. That's correct. So there have only been 61 games in which a quarterback completed eight or fewer passes, had two intercepted, and was sacked five times. That's right. It only happened 61 Mm -hmm. times. The holy trilogy of quarterback play. So you're telling me how many of those 61 did that team win? I'm going to say less than six. I mean, six would be 10% of the time. I'm going to say less than six. The correct answer is five. Five wins and two ties, but no quarterback had won such a game since uh, December 8th. 1974, when Greg Landry and the Lions beat Cincinnati 23-19 to when he had such a game. Wow, that, that, that's incredible. I mean, it was, it was hideous to watch. <laughs> it was an impossible game. There were a lot, look, there were some crazy finishes yesterday, the early window. I mean, that, you know, witching hour, as Scott Hansen calls it on Red Zone. I love it, and it's unbeaten because there's always great finishes. But there were a lot of tough games to watch yesterday. Yeah. Like, there, there was, like, the, even Green Bay Tampa, which is the big standalone, mm-hmm. you know, spotlight game, was a tough watch yesterday. You know, and I'm watching the Bears a lot because the Jet game is impossible to watch. The Jets are impossible to watch. And I'm watching the Bears because of family connections and all that kind of stuff. And they were very difficult to watch. But anyway, those are my observations from yesterday. Let's get some from the hashtag crew. Obviously, for Nuno and Bubba, your big game is tonight, Giants Cowboys. But I will take an observation from yesterday. For from each of you, Nuno, what was your number one observation from Sunday in the NFL? All right, so we all seen that Ken Dorsey losing his ever-loving lo- mind yep. at the end of that game. Yes. My hot take observation is that guy who covered the camera is my type of friend. That's the type of guy that would help you bury the body without asking any questions because he was there for his guy. What's with the bodies with this guy? I'm just saying. I, I just Listen, that's, that's my type of uh, friend. So Nuno likes the guy who covered up the camera. The Ken Dorsey freak out after they lose that game. And, and it does bring up an interesting question. So was it Isaiah McKenzie who catches that pass McKenzie, at the end? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's running to the sideline. The, the question is, does he need to just get down in the middle of the field? I understand what he's doing. He's trying to get out of bounds. And he didn't get out of bounds, and they do not get a playoff at the end. I think there might have been enough time. Just ask Mike McCarthy. He'll tell you. But I'm bummed. <laughs> I think there might have been enough time if, if, if he had caught that pass and gone straight down for them to run up there and spike it. So that, that might be the one mistake. And I don't know if that's why the offensive coordinator is mad. Just frustrated, that, obviously frustration that they lost. But is he mad that they didn't get down and they didn't do what they were supposed to do in that situation? That's what went through my mind. That's, what, that's what's happening to the Bills, though. The Bills either blow you out or they lose a close game like that. You'd think at this point with Josh Allen and that coaching staff, they'd get that right at some point. That would be my one concern if I were a Bills fan. They lose those sort of really close games with sort of in between the margins much more often than they should. That's fair. Uh, Hembo, I mean, excuse me, uh, Bubba, give me a, an observation from yesterday. Yeah, I'm going to go with the... Um... 
The Seahawks. Seahawks are bad. Pete Carroll's going to hang it up after this year. They're just they're just rough. He's just going to be done. Your observation out of yesterday in the NFL is the Seahawks? Yeah. That's what you took out of yesterday? Yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, Pete there, he's just... Did you know this question was coming to you? Did you look in the Google Doc and see that I was going to ask you for an I mean, observation? I almost went with Jacob deGrom. Yeah, I thought about doing that. We can talk about that if you want. <laughs> we can talk about Jacob deGrom. All right. Now, unfortunately, all of us... This is why people shake nerds. ...are going to have to sit back and listen to Hembo make his observation. There's the obnoxiousness that is about to result from this is going to be excruciating. Go ahead. I can't believe how good the Philadelphia Eagles are. My daughters were born on August the 29th. They don't know a world in which the Eagles have lost a game. And I think the Eagles are going to win a lot more games. They're an FBI favorite in each of their next seven games. Before the season, I laid a few shekels and said they'd be the number one seed in the NFC. I think they're going to be. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's got the third best MVP odds. They've got a number one in A.J. Brown. They've got a number one A in Devontae Smith. They've got a top five run game. they got a great defense. They sacked Carson Wentz nine times. I hate that guy. I'm so happy to be an Eagles fan. <laughs> I could not possibly imagine being happier than I am at this present moment. That's well done. I cannot. I have to say that's well done. Look, it, he said to me this morning, do you have any idea what it's like for your team to just be this good? And I said, no, I don't. I don't have any knowledge of what that's like. The last time I felt that way about my team, the quarterback untouched blew out his Achilles in the first quarter of week one. What year was that? That was Vinny Testaverde in 99. Don't bring me back there. So, I mean, I don't have – your daughters have never lived in a world mm-hmm. where their team wasn't the best team. I've never lived in a world where my team was. And I'm 55 years old. So I don't want to hear it from Michelle or the other one oh my God. on how good life has been from them good life. so far. All right, one more thing I want to get to quickly. I'm ready to go right now. Green light, green light with Greeny. Give me the green light. All right, green light, Albert Pujols. A 1-1 pitch. A swing, and there it goes. Left field, way back. That's home run number 700. Pujols hits a three-run homer, and he hit 699 and 700 at Dodger Stadium on September 23rd, 2022. 8.23 p.m. Pacific time. Now that is a great call from the Cardinals Radio Network. And I know what you're thinking. September 23rd, that happened three days ago. Yes, it did. A baseball player hit his 700th home run three days ago, and no one paid attention. This got no attention. Aaron Judge is getting a reasonable amount of attention, still not nearly enough for a player doing what he's doing. But I guess because he's doing it in a Yankee uniform, the whole world is quite excited about Aaron Judge. The world did not stop and pay any collective attention to Albert Pujols hitting his 700th home run on Friday night. 700 is such a massive number. For the longest time, it was just Ruth at 714, and and then it was Aaron at 755, and then we know it was Bonds at 762. This should be, this would have been the largest story in the world of sports. It would have been, and honestly, it should have been. I guess there are a few reasons why it wasn't. Maybe it's being overshadowed a little bit by the fact that Aaron Judge has, you know, gotten to 60 and might pass it. I think it also goes to show you that, like the conversation we had last week about the most magical numbers in sports, people care a lot more about 60 then they do 700. The, the career, the cumulative numbers don't seem to really hit baseball fans, I guess, the way that the single season one did. But I will say this. 
None of this would be happening if there was no universal, uh, universal DH this season. So of all the things that have happened, baseball made that change before the season, and Albert Pujols got to 700 home runs solely because of it. Our progressive MLB snapshot brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Huge announcement coming your way a little more than 20 minutes from right now. In the meantime, two guys who needed help didn't get any from their coaches yesterday, and I have a problem with it. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Hembo, can you name the artist singing this song? Absolutely not. And what if I told you that you will unquestionably become familiar with her work sometime in February? Definitely not. <laughs> this is uh, the very, very famous Rihanna, hmm. who it was announced yesterday will be performing at halftime of this coming year's Super Bowl. Cool. So uh, I like the choice. Uh, a lot of people, there was there was a rumor that was running rampant that it was going to be Taylor Swift. I've heard of her. And so, well, isn't that fantastic? Mm. Um, and so, in my family, we are very big fans of Taylor Swift, particularly my daughter. So, but I sent Nikki the, uh, the announcement that Rihanna was playing, and she was extraordinarily excited. Mm. And in fact, used the phrase, will be her first performance in a very long time. Really? So she doesn't perform live much, and she will be doing halftime. She is enormous. If you look up the list of the best-selling artists of all time, literally has sold the most albums in the history of popular music, she's in the top ten. It's extraordinary. It's literally, it's like Elvis Presley, the Beatles, oh. Michael Jackson, and Rihanna is in that category. Do you have it there? Yes, she is in the top ten. The Beatles, Elvis, Michael Jackson, Elton John, Queen, Madonna, Led Zeppelin, Rihanna, 
and Pink Floyd. Yeah, it, I mean, wow. she's that level of hmm. uh, prolific. And so she'll be doing halftime. So I think that's a good choice. And, uh, and we are, so we were excited about that in the Greeny household yesterday. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. They've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone with AutoZone. All right. What got a lot of attention yesterday was Tua coming back in that game after he hits his head on the turf. Now, lest anyone should ask the question, well, wait, he said it was his back. It was my back is what players always say because you can always say your back hurts and no one, it's not something that can be confirmed or denied. It is impossible to fathom that he did not get his bell rung on that play where he gets hit at the end of the first half. The National Football League's Players Association has told the league it wants to initiate a review of the concussion protocols after Tua came back in the game. Here's what I will say. I'm going to give everyone involved, and it is not my inclination to do this, but I'm going to give everyone involved in this one the benefit of the doubt. I think this is such a point of emphasis that whatever it is the protocol is, I cannot fathom it was not followed to the letter. They say he passed the concussion protocol. I cannot for a moment imagine that that is not true. Now, there was a time when if you wanted to go back in the game, someone on the sideline would say, how many fingers? And you hold up some number of fingers. And you would say, Sunday. And they would put you back in. And that's just the way it was. And that was a very bad way for it to be for a very long time. And the way they do it now is much better. And it was not in any way worth jeopardizing his health long term for him to come back in even that game, which felt like it meant everything in the moment. But I'm going to absolutely, until I hear otherwise, I'm going to assume that these protocols were followed carefully and closely because I don't think it is worth it for anyone for them not to be. This strikes me as a circumstance in which everyone did what they were supposed to do. The quarterback got hurt and he came back in because he's a quarterback and he wants to play. The people tasked with clearing him did so, presumably, and the NFLPA decided to obviously have the backs of their players and pursue this, which is also their prerogative. To me, this is sort of a, I'm not sure victimless crime is the right phrase, but that's sort of how I see it. Everyone did their job here. Right. And I mean, I'd like to think there was no crime. That's the point. That is not the case in L.A. So buried underneath the Chargers getting obliterated by Jacksonville at home yesterday, losing 38 to 10. Anyone who saw what happened to Justin Herbert a week ago Thursday knows just how hurt he was. He was playing with fractured rib cartilage that he got hurt in the game against Kansas City. And most people thought he shouldn't have been playing at all yesterday. Tough kid, going to go out and play. They lost that game 38-10, to and he stayed in the entire game. He stayed in the entire fourth quarter. And when asked about it, he said, sometimes you have to put your own goals and everything ahead or behind the team, and I think that's most important. I didn't want to quit on my team. To the point you just made, Hembo, that's what he's supposed to say, and that's what he's supposed to do. And it is his coach's job to get him off the field. And Brandon Staley failed him yesterday. Brandon Staley said he wanted to be out there with his teammates. He wanted to finish the game. Of course he did, because he's a football player. There was no reason for him to be out there. He didn't have to prove how tough he is. You have to prove how smart you are. 
Brandon Staley is a coach who loves to show off how smart he thinks he is. Look at me go for, go for it on fourth down from my own 18-yard line. That's not being smart. You know what's being smart? Telling your quarterback, you know what, kid? We're going to lose this battle to fight the war. Try and win the war in the long run. I'm getting you out of there for your own good. I think it is absolutely disgraceful that he was in that game yesterday in the condition that he was in. Staley was asked multiple questions about it. He, had, he took 20 questions during a seven-minute post-game press conference. More than half of them were about Herbert and the risk the franchise quarterback faced by remaining in the game. And he didn't have an answer. His answer was he wanted to be out there. That's not enough. That's not good enough. I was already, whatever the opposite of sold is, that's already where I was on the coach of the Chargers. I think yesterday he let his player down and he let his team down. All right, I have a big announcement to make off the top of the next hour. That's next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.